I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about avoiding the humble brag and other trust killers. And welcome back to episode 51 of the Stephen and Kevin show. And as you may have already noticed, things look a little different around here. Yeah, nothing crazy. We painted the backdrop here. You may have noticed on Instagram. If you're not following us, please do. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it was mainly so that there'd be some contrast between Matt in the background. Yeah, we do a lot of videos. Obviously, Matt does a lot of videos back here, and his skin tone was almost the exact same <laughs> color as the background, and it would just blend in. It was really pretty funny, so we had we had to switch things up, and I think it's a little bit more modern. I think it feels nice. A little brighter. Got some additional lighting in here, so for those of you listening in who have no idea what we're talking about, we're sorry about that, but today, an important topic in episode number 51. Mm-hmm. Uh, as with all these, this links directly to the types of things that we work on in our performance coaching program. Part of our mission in coaching is not only to have you doing the right activities, but for you to do them properly. Right. And sometimes there are things about you conversationally that hinder your ability to bring in business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can show you some of the best scripts for transitioning someone from social to to business or how to get introductions to certain people. But if there's something missing about you or people don't trust you or something... There's something off. It's not going to work. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I had a call this morning with someone. First call, she calls out of the blue, wanted to discuss our coaching services. And it was everything I had in this initial call not to tell her what was glaringly obvious, that Uh-oh. she talks too much, <laughs> way too much. Yeah. You know, one of those who asks a question and then proceeds to answer it in every possible way and then to ask you which of those possibilities is, in fact, the answer. Wow, yeah. But, you know, those kind of yeah. things. You can be out doing the exact right activities, but unless somebody's willing to call you on that, which we will if you're a client, not when you're calling into. Oh, yeah, if you're a prospect, we're not going to I was <laughs> thinking tell that, you're great. I was thinking, do, you know, do you have the, the balls at that point to say, hey, look, you know, you're, here's your issue. No, you don't no, do it that No, point. it's not even about the courage to do it. It's more about <laughs> you've got to earn the right to give candid feedback like that or you're just a jerk. Right? <laughs> so anyway, part of that comes with coaching. That's why you pay an outsider to give you candid advice. Yep. So today we're going to be talking about, as Kevin mentioned in the title, the humble brag and other trust killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a bit of a, a research for you. This is out of Harvard Business School. And they said in a choice between someone humble bragging outright bragging or just complaining people were more inclined to like the complainer than the bragger than the humble bragger so humble brag people just don't like humble braggers no so humble brag the definition of this for those of you not in the know on this topic humble brag is subtly letting others know about how fantastic your life is while undercutting it with a bit of (laughs) self-deprecation just a bit of self-deprecation um so here here's a couple examples and these are digital examples i think these are tweets right um well here's the first one is it says oh just ate about 15 pieces of chocolate gotta learn to control myself when flying first class lol Yes, great digital example. Yeah, we get it. You're flying first class. That was the point of that, in, in fact, tweet. Yeah, but they kind of tried to hide it in there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or conversationally, you'll hear somebody say, oh, I feel like I'm going totally nuts. Uh, you know, between the beach house remodel and the show jumping competitions, life has just been so hectic lately. Right. Now, you see this very, very frequently online. And now, you know, going back to the original quote, the study by Harvard Business, mm. you can see why, you know, if you're just a complainer, right? Um, 
trying to think of a good personal example. So let's say I built a really cool treehouse in my backyard, right? right. If hypothetically, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hashtag humble brag in my own show. <laughs> hypothetically, yeah. let's say I built a really cool treehouse in my backyard. If I'm just complaining about it, that's perfectly okay, right? So if I'm like Kevin, you know, I built that treehouse in the backyard. Oh, what a pain in the neck it was. The kids don't even use it now. Total right. waste of time, right? right? You like me okay then. I'm not bragging. That's total self-deprecation, right? Waste of time and money, mm-hmm. right? If I'm in the middle and I'm just bragging about it and I'm just outright, hey, man, do you see this tree else I built? It's pretty fantastic. You got to come check it out. Right. 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 Uh, you know, there's nothing completely wrong with that. I'm proud of it. If I'm humble bragging about it, right? Oh, you know. It's just, you know, it's, it, it, it took, you know, it took so much time to build, you know, that was such a pain, you know, having to learn how to build all that stuff from scratch, just one YouTube video at a time. But Hey, you know, the second story came out just great. Right. Right. There you go. There's the, you were like, well, you know, what is he like dropping hints at how cool he really is and learned how to build this thing. Um, maybe that's a poor example, but you can see how if you're just outright saying something's good about your life, people can handle it. If you're just outright complaining, great. If you're trying to hide the fact that you're bragging, people don't like it. Yeah, they don't like it at all. And, and you know, if people are, are willing to, to tell like I was thinking about prestigious universities. I mean, there's people who will Definitely. absolutely drop that right away in, in phone conversations where you just met them. Uh, we, we get that a lot. Like, well, when I was back in Harvard, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OK, you, you had to drop that, right? Yeah, it's, or job titles. Yep. Yep. Neighborhoods. Anyway. Yeah. So don't do humble bragging. The point of today is kind of the opposite of the humble brag. We want to talk about being genuine today. Mm -hmm. And why is this important? You know, part of it is you're thinking about your clientele. Most of you on the line here are looking at affluent clientele, people who have money, people who are fairly bright. And for them, they've got a bit of skepticism right now towards anything that seems a little too polished, a little too perfect. Yes. Right. Yeah. When you have been taken for a ride a time or two. You're on high alert. Yeah, and think about just like a classic salesperson who is so slick and so yes. good with their language, and also, and and all of a sudden you put up this guard because you feel like there's something phony there, and they're not they're not genuine. And, and look, we're in a trust business. I mean, your your goal is to build trust with people, so that comes from being genuine. And the only perception that matters is their perception. Is this person a genuine person? So we're going to offer actually some specific tips around how to do that today. And in our main, the overriding point today, the why behind this is that being genuine is better than being perfect. Mm. And so we want to give you some tips. All of you are the real deal. You do a good job for your clients, but we want to make sure you're coming across that way when you talk to people. And here's some stuff from psychology today about why being genuine is so important. They said, number one, we are much more likely to trust a genuine person because those who are true to themselves are likely to be truer to us. Okay. They said we associate genuineness with appealing traits such as strength of character and emotional resilience Mm. because being true to yourself takes confidence, tenacity, and even bravery. And lastly, they said we're attracted to uniqueness and individuality and people who are genuine usually have those traits in spades. And so what does being genuine mean? We're going to go through some of these uh, traits of being genuine, things that lead to more trust, things, things that lead to people seeing you as being more authentic. Yes. Knowing what they're getting into, for example, if you're buying financial services or any other service from this person. Because when you, when you think about being genuine, you think, okay, well, then just be genuine. 
right? <laughs> but there are certain traits. Okay, and thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> We're done. That's it. Just be genuine. No, but there are certain traits and little things that you can do that make sure that people know that you're a genuine person. Absolutely. And as we went through some of this, we were doing some research on this uh, in advance of an upcoming uh webinar series that we're doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to plug a, a webinar series here, but we're doing a Language Matters webinar series starting in a couple of weeks. So if you don't have anything else to do, join us for that. But we're doing some research for it, and we're looking at what makes people appear genuine. Yeah. And so we found a couple of things from the Huffington Post, 12 Habits of Genuine People. Not all of these are good, yeah, but we, we picked out a few. Yeah, we didn't use all 12. No, because some of them were really hokey, and we won't bore you with them. Yeah, but some of them are good. So like we're going we're gonna to start with the first one here. First one is that genuine people speak their mind. So they present ideas without needing to convince others that they are right. Um, and this is like uh, an advisor telling a client that they're overspending or that they should not buy that that house in the Cape. Or, I mean, it's saying something that they don't want to hear necessarily, but that's how you know someone's really being genuine sometimes. Yeah, or exactly how they get paid on a certain product or right. exactly how much something costs. That's, and this is probably the number one. If we were to poll all of you and ask, what do you think is the number one trait of somebody who's genuine? They're going to tell you what they think, right? Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to speak your mind. So like, that's a good point. So like early in the sales process with a prospect, if you tell them some things that might be a little like they don't totally want to hear from their perspective, this is person's pretty open and honest with me. You're going to be a little real, real with them. And, and yeah. whether that's something uh, business wise or personally, Kevin. Yeah. So you, let's say, for example, if you're early in the in the prospecting phase with somebody and they're in your office and you reveal something, you know, your cell phone rings or something else and, and someone embarrassing you, you kill it and you, you admit the fact that uh, your kid's having trouble in school and you're hoping that wasn't them or or that whatever it is that uh, that might a be one. a little bit embarrassing for yeah. you, they feel like they can then trust you a little bit more. Just being real. Right. Number uh, two here, they respond to internal expectations, not external. So what the world at large, what the community thinks this person ought to be doing doesn't impact them as much as what they personally feel like they ought to be doing. So they have to spend some time there in their own way exploring their own beliefs, ideals, and standards. Mm. I think of, I think of this one sometimes where we get caught up in, in keeping up with the Joneses too. Mm-hmm. Like we're sometimes professionals, all of the professionals live beyond their means when, look, you don't have to keep up with them necessarily. Like if you're a genuine person, you can stick to your own beliefs there. Yeah. Unless you really believe in living beyond your means. Or I can see that one politically too, with all that's going on in politics right now, Mm -hmm. you can see how if there'd be some pressure, if all of your friends are of a certain political persuasion or all of your clients are of a certain political persuasion and it takes some gut, some risk to be firm in your own beliefs that maybe that's not for you and maybe you don't agree with everything they're talking about. So it's a good one. Um, the next one here is they don't pass judgment. So genuine people are open-minded, which makes them approachable and more interesting. So they don't quickly shut something down that they're not knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. They're, they're more open-minded and they're, they're open to new ideas and experiences. They are generous. And the example they gave on this one, this was great from the Huffington Post. They said, we've all worked with people who've constantly held something back. Whether it's knowledge or resources, they act as if they're afraid you'll outshine them if you give them the knowledge. Mm. Right? So generous with your time. Generous with your insights on this or that. Generous with whatever it is they, uh, that marks ge- being genuine. I, I actually, I like that one a lot. And even the, the knowledge one, I think, is really interesting that some people, even in the office, would, would hold back certain knowledge because they don't want you to be perceived as smarter than them or mm-hmm. have all the ideas. I, I remember when I was an intern um, 
and uh, I was working with two other interns from MBA schools. One was Duke and one was Harvard, right? This is not a humble brag because I was not, <laughs> I was not, it was the opposite of a humble brag. Actually, they worked for me. And, and, <laughs> and we would all meet on our projects that we were working for, for VF at the time. And um, I, I just felt like they didn't want to tell me a whole lot about, give me a lot of insight or, or even between each other. They wouldn't give each other a lot of uh, information. And I thought, you know, these are just, they're not very genuine people. Yeah, that little ounce of competitiveness, I, I competitiveness could, you feel it. Yeah, I, I definitely felt it. And it was like, we wanted to give them some feedback and some ideas, but you didn't want to give them everything. It actually made me want to do the same thing. So anyway. I got you. And um, some of those traits have carried forth with you here at the Oxley. <laughs> hey, that is not true. Kevin's like, I've got a shortcut for that, but I'm not telling you. Yeah. Um, next one here is they treat everyone everyone with respect and are, are unfailingly polite and respectful. So... It's just whether it's the janitor, whoever, I mean, anyone, you treat them the same as you would treat a CEO. And we've seen quotes out there on social media about that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, the example that comes to mind is, have you ever been out to dinner with someone who treats the wait staff like garbage? Mm -hmm. And yes, sna snapping. Oh my gosh. And it just makes you, one, you feel embarrassed, right? <laughs> but you, it changes your perception of that person. And I've, I've actually been out with people before where up until that point, everything was, there's a great person. They're a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, really? Like that's how they, well, you give the appearance that it's you, a deal breaker. You I deep think. down feel like you're better than the other person. Exactly. Right? That you need to come to me, hurry up, let's go. And, and genuine people don't do that. Right. Uh, here's another one. They put away their phones. When uh, when genuine people <laughs> commit to a conversation, they put all their energy into it. What about a webinar? Is that... Yeah, you know. Stephen we... called me out on a webinar recently because I had a phone out during a webinar, and I really was what wasn't I wasn't trying to look at it, but a notification came through, and I felt like I had to look at it. Uh, okay, my kid, my kid was sick. Another one. I'm gonna skip. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna skip around here to the next to this last one, Kevin. Genuine people can admit their faults. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is about self-awareness, right? That one, that one's about self-awareness and knowing what what you're good at, what you're not good at, and being able to admit it. And genuine people can do that, just like myself. Yeah, and just like they aren't hypocrites here, right? This is another one. Genuine people practice what they preach. Yep. They don't tell you to do one thing and do the opposite themselves. Um, What's an example? Just, uh, here's one for me. I just thought about this uh, with my kids. Hey, there will be no devices at the table, right? I don't care if you enjoy playing Angry Birds. You're not playing anywhere near the table while we're having breakfast or wow. lunch or dinner. Wow. And so if that's the case, am I allowed to whip my phone out, check an email, yeah, send a text? Yeah, hypocritical dad. No. I've done that a time or two until I was reprimanded by my lovely wife. I'm going to teach uh, Avery the word hypocrite so he can start <laughs> saying it to everyone. He doesn't need any more words. My dad's a hypocrite. Um, the, the next one here, and um, this, I think this is the last one on our list, they aren't driven by ego. So genuine people don't make decisions based on their egos because they don't need the admiration of others in order to feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. So they aren't constantly seeking out praise. It links to self-esteem. Yeah. Right? Think about that one. I mean, you, if you're sure of yourself, if you feel good about who you are, what you believe, what you're doing for your family and in the community, you don't need a lot of outside adulation about that, nor are mm -hmm. you trying to impress everybody. That's and I true. think that's the crux of what we're going through here today, gang, is that nobody looks at this list and says, I am rock solid awesome in every one of these areas. Yeah. You know, everybody has work to do in these things. But as we look at it, we try to remember ourselves and for all of you that when you're real, people appreciate it. Think about some of the people in your life who you like the most. Mm -hmm. They're probably some of the most real, genuine, trustworthy people that you come across. 
And right, it might be fun to hang out with some people who are the opposite of that sometimes. Sometimes. It might be fun to be around them when, you know, the, the person who can be a little bit loud sometimes or has a, a personality that, you know, you wouldn't want to work with them, but it's Big kind of ego. fun to be around them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but, but being the real deal impacts your business. And this is, you know, when we're in a people business and we're trying to land new clients from the community, you want to be the real deal. You want to be known as someone who is genuine. Yeah. And here are some tips you can follow. Which one do you think, Stephen, which one do you think on this list is one that you might struggle with? Do you already have one in mind yeah, for me? I, no, no, not for you, but I have one in mind for myself. I actually have a couple in mind for myself, but the f- first one I'm thinking about is, is speaking their mind. I mean, I think that's something I've gotten better at, but I used to be more of a, well, I mean, a pleaser mentality and, and not speaking my mind as much. And then also the fo- putting the phones away. I am terrible at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're sitting here recording and I have my phone out the whole time and that seems pretty Yeah, I, I, think, I have no problem speaking my mind. That's always been uh, oh, yeah, we know. a strength and a oh, weakness we, we, we know. for me. Yeah. Admitting faults. I'm not very good at that. Yeah. 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 Admitting admitting faults. So, um, anyway, uh, one thing we want to mention is that we're doing more and more social media automation. Are you sitting here? Now I'm like, man, is that, you're feeling bad about it? No, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, I can't admit my faults. And then I'm looking through the rest of the list and I'm like, well, should I rethink some of these? Like, do I really have a problem in passing judgment or being generous? Uh, so this has been a very helpful podcast for me. Yeah. This, this, Anyway, um, we, we are doing more and more social media automation. We, we wanted to mention it. Uh, it's something that where we can handle your social media for you. We can post on your behalf. We can reach out to prospects on your behalf. We can run Facebook ads, develop landing pages. And frankly, we're pretty darn good at it. So um, if you're interested in, in talking to us about that, go to onxta.com slash social media, fill out a consultation form, and we're happy to chat with you about it. You still thinking about that list? No, I've moved on. On <laughs> thick skin is is one of my accelerator skills. That's true. So anyway, thanks for joining everybody. We'll catch you next time on fifty two.